سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وأحل لقطة من لساني يفقه قولي ما بعد Respected elders, your brothers and sisters, my young friends السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته Inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, blessed us with another uh, beautiful Friday. Uh, if you look outside, inshallah, tabarakallah, uh, it's, it's such a scenic sight uh, out here, uh, just outside of our, our musalla, our masjid. Um, but of course, I'm uh, missing all of you, uh, especially our uh, elders uh, who we haven't seen in a long time in person, uh, my young friends, uh, families that we are accustomed to. Uh, lots of love to you all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always keep you safe. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Um, it is uh, very cold outside, so if you're going to head out, uh, be sure to bundle up uh, and uh, stay safe. Um, of course, it's good to, to go out, as we've discussed, uh, but it is uh, very, very cold. Now, of course, many of my young friends will be going out come Monday because the big news is that uh, the schools are reopening, alhamdulillah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this a safe return for all of our children, for my young friends, and for all the teachers and staff at the schools as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep everyone safe. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. You know, I was reflecting over the last year, because it's been a year now since the first uh, cases of COVID-19, or, or the first case, rather, uh, was detected here in Canada. And, you know, it seems to be, the last year, it seems to be really... Uh, a reminder of the true nature of life. And what do I mean by that? You see, in the norm, uh, in the normal, uh, you know, times, what happens is we settle into routines. And, you know, unexpected major events happen only occasionally, usually, most of the time. And thus, we only need to learn how to cope perhaps a few times in our lives when something really major happens. But for most people, especially those who are blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with stability, uh, which happens to be the case many times here, especially in, in these countries. Um, you know, we only need to learn how to cope when something really major happens. So, for example, uh, the loss of a job, or uh, a death of a loved one, or illness, or a family breakup, and so on. But otherwise, we are able to maintain a fairly regular routine. So these disruptions, especially these major disruptions, are few and far in between. Uh, what this pandemic has done is that it has brought new situations and challenges in a relatively short, very short period of time. And of course, this is testing us in many ways. And we have talked about this before. It's testing our patience. It's testing the strength of our relationships. Uh, it's testing our faith, uh, our finances, fin our financial planning, uh, perhaps you know our attitudes, our even our ability to accept and follow orders. SubhanAllah, it's, it's very interesting. You know, to see the different types of responses um, that, that, that you know, different people in different uh, parts of the country even or the world have to, you know, to orders and to commands from authorities. It's very, very, very interesting. And we're being tested in many other ways as well. Of course, we are all making dua. We all ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a life of ease, for peace, for health for safety, for stability for ourselves and our children. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all of this and everything that is good. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. May Allah protect us and grant us all that is good and grant us a, a, a life of, of, of peace um, and of, of health 
stability with Iman, with Iman, with Islam. Amin, Alameen. But the reality is, my brothers and sisters, that this world is not Jannah. This world is not paradise. Okay, now a lot of times people treat it as if it is, or they try to make it into Jannah. But the reality is that this world, this life that we're living right now, is not Jannah. It's not paradise. And that means that there will be struggles. Okay, sometimes we have to be reminded. Like this is something which is very basic. We all know this, but let me just say it out loud. That there will be struggles. And bad things will happen, unfortunately. And sometimes bad things will happen, or many times bad things will happen to good people. And there will be tests and trials and pain and suffering and loss and fear. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection. But Allah Azza wa tells us in the Quran, وَلَنَبَلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقَصٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ We will certainly test you. وَلَنَبَلُوَنَّكُمْ We will certainly test you with a touch of fear and famine, loss of property, life, crops. This is going to happen. This is part of the life of this world. Otherwise, it will be Jannah, right? So things will happen. And, you know, it's not just bad things have to happen to other people, but bad things can really, or things that we perceive to be bad. Let me rephrase that. Things that we think are bad. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. And many times things that we think are bad are actually not bad for us in the long run. And Allah is the most wise and the most knowledgeable. But the things that we think that are bad will happen inevitably. And they don't always have to happen to other people. May Allah protect us, but they can happen to us as well. So the, this is the reality. So the, ultimately, while we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection, we know to expect the unexpected. Okay, we know to expect the unexpected. You know, there's a big focus on planning, financial planning, you know, business planning, like all types of plans. Uh, you know, uh, life planning in terms of planning your life, your career plans and so on. But every good plan, every expert will tell you that every good plan plans for the unexpected. Okay, so we know to expect the unexpected. Now, that doesn't mean that we should be fatalistic, that we should not be working towards betterment and improvement for ourselves or for our families and our community and our society. No, we must. We must work for betterment. We must work towards improvement. You know, we shouldn't be just like, oh, well, what's the point anyway? We'll just sit back and relax. And, you know, there's no point of doing anything because everything's already decided. No, this is not the attitude of the believer. The believer is a doer. The believer is a thinker, is a reflector, and is a doer towards positivity and towards that which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we must work towards betterment with the right intentions, of course. But at the same time, we must prepare ourselves for times when things will not go our way. We must prepare ourselves for times when things will not go our way as we are experiencing right now. Okay, so here's the big question. How do you respond when things don't go your way? Okay, let's accept that inevitably there will be times when things that we don't want, things that you don't want, things that you dislike, that you absolutely hate and cannot stand will happen. Okay, let's just accept that, that inevitably it's, there's a very high likelihood that something of that sort will occur and you will have to experience that because at the end of the day, like I said, we are living in this world and this world means that it will be a place of trials and tribulations. May Allah protect us. And this is where my brothers and sisters, resiliency comes in. What is resiliency? The ability to adapt to life's, as they say, misfortunes and setbacks. To be the ability to adapt 
to the things that you that come to you in life that you are not expecting from the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now there's a really excellent article, the Mayo Clinic, um, on resiliency. And this article asks, so this is not me, but this is what the article says, that when something goes wrong, do you tend to bounce back or fall apart? When you have resilience, you harness inner strength that helps you rebound from a setback or a challenge, such as a job loss, an illness, a disaster, or a love, uh, or the death of a loved one. If you lack resilience, you might dwell on problems, feel victimized, become overwhelmed, or turn to unhealthy coping mechanisms such as substance abuse, like drugs. Resilience won't make your problems go away. Okay, resilience is not a magic pill that if you have resilience, your problems will go away. But resilience can give you the ability to see past your problems and find enjoyment in life and better handle stress. And if you are not as resilient as you would like to be, then you can develop skills to become more resilient. Now, my brothers and sisters, this goes for individuals, for each of us as individuals, but also for communities as well. And this is actually a really interesting topic because, you know, there's a great emphasis on mental health, as it should be, especially when it comes to our youth, when it comes to uh, young people and even adults as well. And, you know, so there's a lot of talk, a lot of focus on mental health, uh, which, like I said, is very important. But we find that mental health a lot of times intersects with, right, interacts with, joins with spirituality and faith as well. And we will see that as we move on. Now, today is the fourth anniversary of a sad and tragic event that occurred. Uh, sad and tragic event for Canadian history, but especially for Canadian Muslim history. And this is what I'm talking about resiliency for individuals and communities as well. This is where the community piece comes in. So it's a very sad and tragic day for Canadian Muslim history, Canadian history. And this is, uh, it's four years right, 2017, 2021. So four years since the Quebec City mosque shooting. And we lost six brothers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower his mercy and forgiveness upon them. Rahimahullah uh, ta'ala. And 17 uh, children were orphaned. Now since then, since that day, and I still remember it uh, as fresh as it could be, it was a really, really cold, almost like today. You know, it was, it was that cold Sunday night. Uh, at Aisha time, you know, the least expected time and you would expect that something would happen. Again, plan for the unexpected, right? Like who would think that if something were to happen, first of all, it would happen in Canada in a masjid. And secondly, that it would actually happen on a Sunday uh, at Aisha time, you know, but that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed to happen. And that is what Allah had willed for our brothers and their families. May Allah uh, make, uh, make it easy for the families. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be with their children May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provide for them and continue to protect them and guide them. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Now since then, my brothers and sisters, work has been going on to increase awareness and to get governments to act against hate groups. And mashallah, the National Council on Canadian Muslims, NCCM, has been leading the charge. Uh, recently, uh, one of the more prominent uh, hate groups got categorized as a terrorist group here in Canada. You know, So we've seen a lot of times international groups uh, ethnic, uh, you know, religiously uh, labeled Officially, 
is the day to commemorate the Quebec City mosque shooting and a day of action against Islamophobia. And this is something that you know was being lobbied for as well. So this is uh, big news uh, that today, or from now on, January 29 in Canada, will officially be the day to commemorate the Quebec City mass shooting and a day of action against Islamophobia. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, protect us all and indeed all the citizens, all the peace-loving uh, citizens and, and, and neighbors uh, of ours in this country. Now this is symbolic, right? These are symbols, it's just a declaration. But nonetheless, it is an important step for Muslims in Canada. Um, and uh, you might want to consider thanking the Prime Minister uh, by going to uh, www.nccm.ca Sending uh, there's a tool there where you could use to send a message to the prime minister, message of thanks. So my brothers and sisters, we as individuals need resiliency and we need it as a community as well, because the threats that we face as a community exist and they're not going to disappear fully. Okay, that's just the reality. Yes, we must continue to try to fight against hate. We must continue to stand up against those who want to spend uh, spread uh, poison and spread hatred. And, and you know poison a society with their uh, evil plans and their their, their um, evil words. Um, those who want to hurt others, of course, we must stand up against them. Okay, but the reality is that it's not going to disappear fully. And unfortunately, the reality is there have been people. There have always been people who have opposed Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and Islam, who hate Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and who hate Islam. May Allah guide them. And there will continue to be, and they will continue to harbor enmity against Muslims. Okay, so unfortunately, this is a reality that has existed from the very beginning, existed during the time of the Prophet wasallam, and has continued since and will continue to exist. What we need to do, though, is to respond positively and appropriately to them. Okay, so that is our job. But more importantly, not to allow them to spread their poisonous lies and their hatred. Because as I've said before, this group of haters is small. It's a small minority. Unfortunately, they use every tactic possible to spread hatred, to spread lies, to spread their poison, to get people who are sort of in the middle, who are ignorant, who are not really sure, to get them on their side. Okay, And that's how they plan to grow their hatred and grow their agenda. So we need to be alert and we need to know that this is happening and we must be counteracting their hatred and their lies with love and the truth. Now, resiliency is needed by us as individuals to cope with the difficulties that may come our way and our communities as well. You see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the last verse of Surah Ali Imran, verse 200, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O believers, O who believe, O who claim to believe, us, Isbiru, so patiently endure. Okay, so the first is sabr, like at a regular general level. Okay, so have patience or be, uh, uh, ha, uh, you know, uh, patiently endure. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the same root words, but then says, wasabiru. So isbiru, wasabiru. So be patient, but also persevere. So there's that general level of patience, but then there is extra patience on top of that. Okay, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, we need to do that. Okay, we are going to need that because of what we're going to face in this life, because of who we are, because of our deen, and generally as human beings. Okay, so isbiru wa sabiru. So patiently endure, persevere, and stand on guard. Be mindful of Allah so you may be successful. Okay, so we have the regular sabr and perseverance. 
meaning to uh, uh, the, the regular sabr and then the extra perseverance, which is to stand firm and to keep going more than others, right? And to control our emotions because what does sabr actually have to do with? Is self-control, is self-regulation, regulating our emotions, being able to control our emotions so they don't impact our actions, right? Or that they impact our actions in a positive way and not in a negative way, okay? So controlling our emotions more than what would generally be expected, okay? And persevering firmly, keeping, you know, pushing forward with strong resolve and orabitu to stand on guard, you know, generally understood in a couple of, I mean, in multiple ways, actually, you know, to protect against the haters, the enemies, you know, to stand on guard, also standing in prayer, so standing on guard spiritually as well, basically being ready and being prepared, knowing that, you know, we are going to be in the, you know, uh, on the radar, we are going to be, uh, you know, there is going to be a spotlight on us, there will be people who will be keeping their eyes on us because they hate Islam and they hate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as a result they hate Muslims as well so Rabitu standing on guard against our enemies being aware of course we do that in a wise and permissible way but being alert and being prepared and physically and spiritually as well and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us وَاتَّقُوا have taqwa have piety have consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so Allah azza wa is giving us the ingredients for success these are the ingredients that we're going to need to make it through. And this again has to do with resiliency. It has to do with faith and spirituality. Now we look back, my brothers and sisters, and we gain inspiration from the best of people, the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially the Ulul Azm, right? The prophets with strong resolve. The scholars say this most likely refers to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nuh alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam, and Jesus Isa alayhi salam. Right, so these are the uh, the our examples with uh, the people who have shown the greatest of resolve. Musab ibn Sa'ad narrated from his father that a man said that nasi ashaddu bala that O Messenger of Allah, which of the people is tried most severely? Which ones are tested most severely? So the Prophet said, Al Ambiya, Thummal Amthalu Fal Amthal, Fayabtal Rajulu ala Hasabidini that the prophets, then those nearest to them, then those nearest to them. Okay, a man, a person is tried according to his religion. The Prophet said that a person is tried according to his religion. If the person is firm in their religion, then their trials are more severe. And if they are frail in their religion, then they are tried according to the strength of their religion. And the Prophet said that فَمَا يَبْرَحُ الْبَلَاءُ بِالْعَبْدِ That the servant shall continue to be tried until he is left walking upon the earth without any sins. The servant shall continue to be tried and tested until he is left, until they are left walking upon the earth without any sin. Okay, so this is, it doesn't mean that if a person is tried or tested is that, you know, they were very sinful and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is purifying them through this. Rather, it means that Allah azza wa jalla is testing his servants and as a result of those tests, of patiently persevering through those tests, there is a reward and that is the forgiveness of their shortcomings and their mistakes and of course reward from Allah subhanahu 
wa ta'ala. So the prophets والسلام, are great examples for us of how to respond in adversity and how to withstand the challenges of haters, how to respond positively, how to be steadfast and firm, how to have istiqama upon the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how to continue the mission that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the purpose that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent us with. You look at the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, right? Especially the early days, the hardships that he and the early Muslims bore, subhanallah, especially in Makkah, the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And, you know, the, the types of pain and torture and difficulties and enmity and hatred that they faced from the, the, their haters, from the enemies, and how they plotted and, and, and planned against the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the pain and suffering that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself had to go through his family, his companions. And we look at history as well. You know, for example, in the 13th century, a tidal wave of devastation swept over the Muslim world. Unimaginable, city after city, region after region, and the disintegrated uh, uh, amidst a storm of fire and iron, and the death toll was incredible. And this genocide lasted decades, not just a few days or years, but decades. And the historian said that the world had never seen murder and destruction on such a massive scale with you know millions dead and those alive often longing for death that's how terrible the situation was and people openly wondered if the light of islam would be forever extinguished but the course of history changed through just some of the servants of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala some of the most unassuming servants of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know there's a great uh, article uh, on this uh, you know this is from that article on islamacity.org, it's called When the Light of Islam Almost Vanished. You can Google that afterwards, inshallah, when the light of Islam almost vanished. And this was the Tartar Holocaust, began in the 12th, uh, in 1218, uh, six centuries after the passing of the Prophet moving westward from Mongolia, across Central Asia and the Persian Gulf, uh, southward towards Delhi, northwest to Budapest and Moscow, and people as far away as Sweden shuddered at the thought of the Mongol invasion. And Muslims were so overawed by their power that one Mongol could kill over a hundred Muslims and no one would dare defend themselves. You know, in Arabic, a proverb sprang up in which, uh, uh, which meant that if someone tells you that the Mongols have suffered a defeat, you don't believe him. You know, and on the eve of this invasion by the Mongols, the spiritual state of the Muslim world was, was really just pathetic. There's corruption, disunity, materialism, all of these things were rampant, but within a generation, the tide had begun to turn in the favor of Islam. You know, Baghdad was terribly destroyed by the grandson of Genghis Khan, uh, but his great-grandson became a Muslim. And those who tried to destroy Islam became its protectors. And the role that ordinary Muslims played in this miraculous recovery, it cannot be ignored. And the entire ummah owes a debt of gratitude to those men, those women, who never forgot the centrality of their faith and the importance of sharing it with others. So this is just you know one example. There are many other examples in the distant past, in the recent past, even now among us, individuals amongst us, uh, you know, uh, people as a whole, and individuals, uh, and even amongst us who are displaying great resilience. Mashallah, may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala continue to protect them and strengthen them. Amin ya rabbal alamin. Now, my brothers and sisters, coming back to the Mayo Clinic article that I was telling you about, you know, it says that resilience is the ability to adapt to difficult situations. When stress, adversity, or trauma strikes, you still experience anger, grief, and pain. But you're able to keep functioning, both physically and psychologically. 
it's, it's not like you don't experience emotions. You do, but you're still able to continue functioning. Resilience, though, isn't about putting up with something difficult or being stoic or you know fingering it out all on your own, but in fact, being able to reach out to others for support is a key part of being resilient. Now, resilience can, uh, can help protect you from various mental health conditions as well. And this is something which uh, is important to note that this is related to wellness and this is related to mental health. So it is uh, something that can protect us from various mental health conditions such as depression and anxiety. And resilience can also help offset factors that increase the risk of mental health conditions such as being bullied or previous trauma. And if you have an existing mental health condition, being resilient can improve your coping ability. So if you'd like to become more resilient, these are some tips that they give. This is the Mayo Clinic that is giving these tips. So first of all, get connected. Building strong, positive relationships with loved ones and friends can provide you with needed support and acceptance in good and bad times. You know, establish other important connections. What do they say? By volunteering or joining a faith or spiritual community. So you see the importance of being part of the jama'ah. We have the hadith of the Prophet wasallam telling us not to be alone, to be connected, to be part of the jama'ah, to pray together, to come together. And of course, nowadays, is the, it's, uh, you know, difficult circumstances, so it's a bit of an exception. But otherwise, being connected. And they're recommending volunteering, joining a faith or spiritual community. So there are mental health benefits to being part of a community. It helps build resiliency. You know, they say, make every day meaningful. Do something that gives you a sense of accomplishment and purpose every day. And what do we know? The believer is not without purpose. Allah has created us with purpose and we know exactly, we should know exactly what we are supposed to be doing, what our purpose in life is. So they say, set goals to help you look forward toward the future with meaning. And we learn this as well in our deen, to avoid love, to avoid meaningless, useless talk and pursuits and, and to avoid things that do not benefit us. So always be focused on doing things which are meaningful and which are purposeful. They also say, learn from experience. These are all tips for building resiliency. They say, learn from experience. Think of how you've coped with hardships in the past. Consider the skills and strategies that helped you previously through difficult times. You might even want to write about experiences in a journal to help you identify positive and negative behavior patterns and guide your future behavior. And this reminded me of the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, when he said that that the believer is not stung from the same hole twice. The believer is not stung from the same hole twice. What does that mean? Is that It means that we learn from our mistakes. We are conscious. We are aware, right? Self-awareness. We are aware of our choices and the consequences of our choices. And we learn from our mistakes. We learn from our successes, which of course come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we are paying attention to what is happening. And we, are, we learn lessons and we are careful not to step into the same hole again and to be bitten by the same uh, in, in the same way again. They go on and say, remain hopeful from the tips of being becoming resilient. Remain hopeful. They say you can't change the past, but you can always look towards the future. Accepting and even anticipating change makes it easier to adapt and view new challenges with less anxiety. Remain hopeful. This just reminds me of the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Do not despair of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Prophet Ya'qub alayhi salam saying, Surah Yusuf, La tayasu min rawhillah. Do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. 
Again, you see the connections. They say, take care of yourself. Tend to your own needs and feelings. Participate in activities and hobbies you enjoy. Include physical activity in your daily routine. Now you tell me, if you live near the masjid and you're able to go to the masjid, uh, and especially if you're able to walk five times a day or a few times a day, is that not physical activity? Right? Get plenty of sleep. Eat a healthy diet. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us uh, to eat that which is halal and tayyib. Right? So eat a healthy diet. Practice stress management and relaxation techniques such as, they say, yoga, meditation, guided imagery, deep breathing, or prayer. So salah is there as well. This is part of taking care of yourself, building resiliency. They say be proactive. Don't ignore your problems. Instead, figure out what needs to be done. Make a plan and take action. Although it can take time to recover from a major setback, traumatic event, or loss, know that your situation can improve if you work at it. And we will add to that, of course, with the help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah, you know, my brothers and sisters, what we're realizing more and more is that godlessness, lack of spirituality in faith, is not making people happier or more satisfied. It is causing more problems. Individualism is not leading us to feelings of fulfillment. It is causing more problems. Materialism is not giving us hope. It's letting people run out of hope. Technology, of course, has helped us in many ways. But it has also created many other problems as well. So the key elements of building resiliency have to do with faith, family relationships, community, meaningful routines and actions, hope, being active, all which are part of our deen, directly or indirectly. And from an Islamic perspective also, tawakkul, reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, having good hopes of Allah azza wa jalla, trusting Allah's plan and turning to him. And of course, exercising sabr as we have discussed brothers and sisters Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us and whoever is mindful of Allah he will make a way out for them and provide for them from sources that they could never imagine and whoever puts their trust in Allah then he alone is sufficient for them Certainly Allah achieves His will. Allah has already set a destiny for everything. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all resiliency. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us as individuals, our families, our children, our communities, our societies resilient. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from all types of pain and suffering and hardship. And for whatever Allah has will to happen and is not going to change, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the strength and the resilience to deal with it and stand firmly through challenges upon the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with wellness, spiritually, mentally, and physically. Ameen, ya rabbal alameen. My brothers and sisters, we are profoundly saddened by the passing away of our respected elder, Brother Mumtaz Akhtar. Uh, we uh, extend our sincerest condolences to his family and his friends, Brother Mumtaz. Rahmatullahi uh, Alayhi uh, was a pioneer of the Ottawa Muslim community uh, and even Canadian Muslim community as well. He touched many people through his kindness and his generosity, his unwavering commitment to charitable work uh, spanning decades, mashallah, tabarakullah. His loss will certainly be felt widely in our communities. And our sincerest condolences also uh, to Sister uh, Abida and her brother Afzal on the passing away of her brother in law uh, in Pakistan. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all of their good deeds, uh, to increase the reward for all of their good deeds, to shower his blessings and mercy and forgiveness upon them. 
to elevate them to Jannatul Firdaus, and that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant comfort and strength to all loved ones at this difficult time. So let us make our dua for them and for all of our brothers and sisters who have returned to Allah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluh wa laka shukru kulluh wa ilayka yurja'u al-amru kulluh ala niyatuhu wa sirruh. Allahumma laka alhamdu hatta tarda wa laka alhamdu idha radit wa laka alhamdu ba'da rida. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وعافهم وعافو عنهم وأكرم نزلهم ووسع مدخلهم واغسلهم بالماء والثلج والبرد ونقهم من الخطايا كما ينقى الثوب الأبيض من الدنس وأبدلهم دارا خيرا من دارهم وأبدلهم أهلا خيرا من أهلهم وأبدلهم أزواجا خيرا من أزواجهم وادخلهم الجنة وعذهم من عذاب القبر وعذاب النار اللهم اجعل قبورهم روضة من رياض الجنة يا رب العالمين اللهم الحقهم من رفيق الأعلى يا رحم الراحمين اللهم ارفع درجاتهم في المهديين واغفر لنا ولهم يا الله يا رحمن وافسح لهم في قبرهم يا رحم الراحمين الله في زمان beautiful patience to the loved ones at this difficult time and make them a means for continued reward for those who have returned to you and heal the grief in their hearts يا رب العالمين الله please forgive our minor and major sins O Allah, please purify our hearts from all types of evil beliefs and, and feelings and, and attitudes, Ya Allah. O Allah, please, in, uh, please purify us in every way, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O Allah, please fill our hearts with the light of Iman, with the strength of Taqwa, and with love for you, your book, and your beloved, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O Allah, please purify our minds of evil thoughts and make our minds, our bodies, and our souls true believers in every way, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O Allah, please envelop us. All of us in your unseen protection, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please protect our future generations. Oh Allah, please protect their Iman, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant them the strength to withstand the trials and tribulations that you have destined for us, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please protect them and protect all of us from all types of difficulties and hardships. But oh Allah, we don't know. Oh Allah, one day, very soon, we will return to you and our children, our grandchildren, and our future progeny will continue to live on this earth. Oh Allah, we don't know what they will have to face. O oh Allah, what type of natural disasters? O oh Allah, what types of trials of faith? O oh Allah, what types of tribulations? O oh Allah, please protect them. But O oh Allah, if you have destined it, then make it easy for them. O oh Allah, grant them the strength to withstand all of these trials and challenges that you have destined. O oh Allah, please protect them from the fitna of Dajjal. O oh Allah, please protect them from all types of difficulties and tribulations and grant them strength to make it through safely, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill are facing hardships and struggles to their health and their bodies, Ya Rabbul Alameen, and their minds. Oh Allah, our elder sister was in pain and weakness. Our brothers and children, our sisters, our children, our youth, our elders with physical, mental challenges, with disabilities. Oh Allah, make everything easy for them and their families. Oh Allah, our brother and sister who are living with long-term pain and injuries and challenges on a daily basis. Oh Allah, our elder pioneers who are ill and who are still with us. Oh Allah, Dr. Habibur Rahman and others, Oh Allah, please protect them. Oh Allah, please grant them health. Oh Allah, Oh Allah, please protect all of them and cure them, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, our brothers and sisters and all others who are suffering from COVID-19, suffering from COVID-19, our loved ones, our relatives, our friends, our neighbors, our fellow uh, human beings, uh, our brothers and sisters in faith and humanity. Oh Allah, please cure them all, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, all of those who are ill, who are injured, oh Allah, so many people in hospitals, Oh Allah, so many people bedridden. Oh Allah, so many people with struggles, 
Oh Allah, please cure all of them, Ya Rabbil Alameen. You are the cure, you are the healer. Oh Allah, please grant a speedy and complete recovery to all of them. Allahumma Rabbil Nas, Adhebil Bas, Shreem Wanta Shafi, La Shifa, La Shifa, Shifa, La Yuhadiru Saqma, Allahumma Shreem Shifa, Ana Ajilan Kamilam Min Kullida. Oh Allah, please grant relief to all of those who are experiencing distress, anxiety, grief, depression, any other types of suffering and difficulties, O oh Allah, replace it with happiness and ease with Iman, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O oh Allah, please remove trials and hardships from the lives of all of our brothers and sisters, especially our youth and our elders, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O oh Allah, please grant them the strength to succeed and to make it through these trials and tribulations and difficulties, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma Rabbana Dhalamna Anfusana, wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasireen. Allahumma Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana, wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. Allahumma Rabbana la tuzik qulubana ba'da idh hadaytana, wahab lana min ladunka rahmah, innaka anta al-wahab. Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-huda, wal-tuqa, wal-afaf, wal-ghina. اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم أزبغ علينا لباس الصحة والعافية وجعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرضاتك يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم أحسن عقبتنا في الأمور كلها وأجرنا من خزي الدنيا وعذاب الآخرة اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من قلب لا يخشى ودعاء لا يسمع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن علم لا ينفع اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن والعجز والكسل والبخل والجبن وضلع الدين وغلبة الرجال اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك واغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم ارفع عنا هذا الوباء وهذا البلاء يا رحم الراحمين اللهم احفظنا من بين يدينا ومن خلفنا يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا حلالا واسعا ولسانا ذاكرا وقلبا خاشعا ويقينا صادقا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إنا نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك والعمل الذي يبلغنا حبك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم بارك في عمار أبائنا وأمهاتنا ومتعهم بالصحة والعافية اللهم رحم من انتقل منهم إلى رحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم أنزلهم منزل مبارك يا رب العالمين اللهم اغفر لنا وليخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم حر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحي صفوفهم وأصلح قادتهم وأجمع كلمتهم للحق يا رب العالمين اللهم أصلح حوال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم حر الفلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم احفظ وانصر اخواننا واخواتنا في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين جزاكم الله خيرا brothers and sisters may Allah bless you all May he accept 
uh, your attention in your coming, please go ahead and offer protocols of Dhuhr Salah uh, at home. As I mentioned before, we are uh, uh, holding a limited Friday prayer of only 10 people uh, who are selected uh, with, through a random draw uh, every week. So we have the list of brothers and sisters who attended in November and December because you had to register. Uh, so uh, we conduct a random draw every week uh, to select uh, those uh, uh, who will get an opportunity to come. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. Even if you're not able to come, we ask Allah azza wa to grant you the reward of offering Salat al-Jum'ah, even though you're offering Zuhr at home. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you all. And inshallah, I look forward to seeing you uh, very soon. Inshallah, as things ease up, uh, we, we, uh, we hope, we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we can gather all together. Uh, brothers, sisters, elders, children, youth, everyone, inshallah, uh, in goodness, 